Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project and Fit Mother Project podcast. Today is a special episode where I want to share with you a food highlight. And what I mean by that is we're specifically going to zone in in today's episode and talk about the phenomenal health benefits of eggs. And I want to create this episode specifically because I think there's a lot of myths and misinformation about eggs. Um, and I want to cover a little bit of the history of why that came to be, as well as talk about the phenomenal nutrients that are in eggs and share with you the ways that I personally incorporate eggs into my life. And I think it's relevant to talk about certain kinds of foods, particularly those types of foods that have a lot of uh, misinformation around them. And eggs are one of those. And I think the story with eggs kind of dates back to the 1950s, where there was a scientist, a prominent scientist at the time named Ansel Keys. And Ansel Keys was a guy who had this big hypothesis. And his hypothesis was that saturated fat and cholesterol was the basis of heart disease. Um, and he put together something called the Seven Countries Study in around the 1950s, where um, he basically looked at data from certain countries and found that those that had higher saturated fat intakes um, and those that ate more eggs and more meats and more fattier saturated fat containing foods had higher incident of heart disease. And he was a very passionate and loud man in the United States at the time. And he really pushed this narrative and he became um, inter intertwined with the American Heart Association and stuff like that. And the, the predecessor organizations to that and really pushed this narrative on Americans that eggs were bad. And that's when we saw in the United States that there was a big decrease in the consumption of what was a traditional breakfast at the time, which was a lot of bacon, people cooking with lard, lots of eggs. The part of the problem is Ansel was so convinced of his hypothesis that he cherry picked a lot of data. In fact, he threw out data from multiple countries that didn't fit his diet saturated fat heart hypothesis. And thankfully, we've really progressed a lot past uh, the personality cult of Ansel Keys, and we've learned a lot more about the nature of saturated fat and how it affects our bodies. And eggs in particular are something that I think it's time if you still believe that they're bad for your heart health because they contain dietary cholesterol that we bust that myth and we get into some of the health benefits. So it's no surprise that eggs have cholesterol. And when we crack an egg open, we have two parts. We have the egg white, which contains all the proteins and the amino acids in there. And then the egg yolk, which contains all the vitamins, the minerals, um, and the cholesterol that's naturally found in there. Now, there is a difference between dietary cholesterol, meaning the cholesterol we find in foods, and the cholesterol that's measured on our blood work, which is a combination of different lipoproteins called HDL, LDL, and VLDL. And there's been a lot of meta-analysis studies, and these are studies that look at an aggregate of studies that show that eggs, basically for most people, if you're eating moderate eggs, which we'll define as like one to three eggs per day, have very little impact on your total blood cholesterol levels. And if anything, they slightly raise your, your LDL levels, which is quote unquote, that bad cholesterol in some people. But the finer detail of this is we now know that it's not just the total number of your LDL on the blood work that matters. It's actually the particle size of that LDL. There's a big difference between big fluffy LDLs and small dense LDLs. And going into the future, when people get blood work, let's just say in the next five to 10 years, they're no longer just going to get a blood draw with total cholesterol, HDL, LDL, VLDL, and the ratio. We're going to start looking at particle size, particle number, and how much of that LDL is oxidized. And here's the cool story about eggs. Eggs actually improve the quality of your LDL. They make them larger and puffier by about 30%. And they actually um, help improve how cholesterol is transported across membranes. 
And the other interesting thing is that when you actually do eat dietary cholesterol from eggs, it actually shuts down the enzyme in your body that endogenously produces cholesterol. So eggs are in a sense kind of like a statin a natural statin. So these statin drugs like Lipitor is a common one that many people know of. They block this enzyme called HMG coenzyme reductase. Fancy name, but that enzyme basically makes cholesterol in our bodies. So if we were on a vegan diet and we never ate any dietary cholesterol from animal foods, we could still have very high cholesterol levels because one thing that does stimulate that enzyme HMG coenzyme A to make cholesterol is sugar, is a stimulation of insulin. And eggs don't have any carbohydrates. They don't really stimulate insulin much at all. And they actually shut down endogenous cholesterol production. They raise your HDL, that good cardioprotective cholesterol. They improve the quality of your LDL. And for most people, outside of those that have a genetic predisposition to heart disease and specific genetic markers, eggs are actually quite good for your heart. In fact, if you are able to look at the show notes for this episode on our Fit Father, Fit Mother blog, I'll link to you several uh, powerful articles to show that eggs are even considered like doping for your heart, like doping in a, in a good sense. They absolutely improve your lipid profiles. It can be very healthy for your heart. And they have these really unique lipoproteins in that egg yolk that are beneficial. And I want to quickly list just the laundry list of amazing nutrients that are in the eggs. And this is outside of just the proteins and the fats. Eggs are rich in the active form of vitamin D. They're rich in vitamin B12. They have choline in them. They're probably the highest food source of choline. And choline is um, the basis of one of our main neurotransmitters, which is acetylcholine. So our neurons in our brain use acetylcholine to uh, communicate. It's one of the main neurotransmitters and eggs are the one of the richest sources of choline, which is one of the reasons that I include them in my diet because I want to keep my memory sharp. Um, so I think it's phenomenal for young kids who are growing brains as well as as we get older and we want to improve our memory and cognition. So choline, it has iron. They also have these vitamin A derivatives called lutein and astaxanthin, which are so powerful for your immune system and your eye health. Phosphorus, vitamin B12, vitamin B2, vitamin B5, iron, selenium, iodine. All of this in one little egg that typically has around 60 to 70 calories loaded with protein. And from the research that I've been able to ascertain and look through, it's pretty much shown that people, even diabetics, so diabetics, people that are metabolically compromised, they often have fat in their liver, they're insulin resistant. There's a meta-analysis of 12 different egg studies showing that diabetics who consumed up to three eggs per day actually had improvements in some of their metabolic parameters. So if you're not a diabetic, I can pretty much safely say outside of you working with your doctor and they saying you have a strong genetic link to heart disease and we want to keep your cholesterol as low as possible, that eggs, including them, one to three eggs a day can be very beneficial. Now, what I personally do is for breakfast sometime, and this breakfast may not come at like 7, 8 a.m. Sometimes I am doing intermittent fasting and maybe I don't eat until noon like today. I'm recording some podcasts and episodes, so I'm not eating. I like to stay fasted on those days. But maybe for breakfast, I'll have three eggs. And what I think is interesting about eggs is the way you cook the eggs actually has an impact on how healthy they are for you. So with a lot of these special precious fats in some of these foods, like the egg yolk contains all that fat, you don't want to cook it at high temperatures to the point where it becomes all fried up. So it's better to have a sunny side up egg with a runny yolk than it is to have a heavily scrambled egg. Because when we scramble that egg, those precious fats in that egg yolk become oxidized and they become oxycholesterol or oxidized cholesterol or oxysterols. And we know those are not as good for you and beneficial as having an egg yolk that's more runny. 
So if you can have softer eggs and cook those in that way, that is good. Um, the other thing is like, if you are whipping them into an omelet, like that's okay. I think a good way to cook your eggs is low and slow. What I mean by that is low temperature for a longer period of time, I think is a better way to cook eggs than really frying them really hot. And if you can avoid scrambling, I think that's the best. There's been some investigation and studies showing that hard-boiled eggs, particularly when that yolk is cooked all the way through, is not nearly as good for you as consuming them raw or having them sunny side up because you really want to have um, those yolks you know, nice, nice and runny and so you can have those fats that are not oxidized. And when, for years when I was bodybuilding, I did this for about 10 years, I would have like multiple raw eggs per day. So I think there was a lot of concern that people have about, oh, are you going to get sick from raw eggs? That's not certainly not been my experience. There is a risk of salmonella bacteria, but that is on the outside of the egg, not the inside of the egg. So if you wash your eggs and you crack them open, you can consume eggs raw and there's fine benefits to that. I don't do that all the time, but occasionally if I'm feeling like really badass after a workout, I'll crack a couple of raw eggs into a glass and drink those down. Now, when it comes to muscle building, I think this is pretty interesting. Uh, many people have known that the protein in egg whites is one of the most complete protein sources. It has all these amazing amino acids that are so beneficial for health and performance. Um, and that's why a lot of bodybuilders, fitness enthusiasts, et cetera, use egg, egg whites and egg protein. But here's the cool thing. There was actually a study that compared, um, this is a group of young athletes, they were in their 20s, but they gave them after an exercise, they gave them either egg whites or whole eggs. And they wanted to see the impact on muscle protein synthesis. So the stimulation of muscle building after exercise, which we want to have a lot of muscle protein synthesis after training so that we're growing and we're recovering and all that. And what they found is that the group that contained the eggs with the yolk had higher muscle protein synthesis. They had the same egg white protein in them, but the combination of the egg white and the egg yolk is even more beneficial. So for years, if you've ever been the kind of person that was throwing out the yolk just to have the whites, that was actually a mistake. And I made that mistake for many years too. So think that's something to consider. Now, here's ways that I practically eat eggs into my life. Well, like I said, I have them for breakfast, but I like to do a soft boil on the eggs. So what I do is like I get a, I get a pot of water and I put the eggs in while the water is still cold. So I'll put like nine eggs in at a time in the water. It's cold water. You turn on the burner until it starts to boil. When it boils, you turn off the water. So now the, the burner is off. Now you had boiling water and the water is no longer boiling, but it's still hot. Now you set your timer for around eight to nine minutes. At the eight to nine minute mark, or you can use an egg timer, of course, you're going to have roughly like a soft boiled egg. And I think it's cool because the egg white is totally cooked, but the yolk is still got a little bit of runniness and a little bit of softness, which we know it's not good to overcook the yolks, but it's really convenient to have hard boiled eggs in your fridge as like a go-to food. It's certainly one of mine. I often throw it on salad. So if I want to do a big lunch salad and I want to get some more protein on there, and if I want to do it in a way that's not necessarily always including an animal protein, like salmon, chicken, steak, or something like that, you get a bunch of greens, you throw two to three hard boiled eggs on there. You just slice them up after you peel them. I throw on a bunch of sprouts. Maybe I'll throw on a little bit of blue cheese, olive oil based dressing, some pistachios, some walnuts. And I have like a a power salad that when you total it up has like 30 to 40 grams of protein and the eggs, each egg has like five to seven grams of protein. So you have three of those big eggs that could be like almost 20 grams of protein, which is phenomenal. So that's one way I use the eggs is hard boiled. Another way is like, you can actually, <laughs> I call them poor man's deviled eggs. You can actually just crack a hard boiled egg um, and then slice it in half and just put a little squirt of some mustard on there, either Dijon or regular yellow mustard. And I promise you, an egg with a little bit of mustard on it kind of tastes like a deviled egg, which obviously that's, those are ingredients that are in a deviled egg, but it's just a convenient way where you don't have to do all that prep. 
But if you want to go ahead and make like a healthy deviled egg as like a nice snack for you and your family, you can go ahead and do that. You just mix up the yolk with some healthier mayonnaise, like an avocado oil-based mayonnaise would be good. Maybe some paprika, salt, pepper, a little bit of celery, and then maybe some mustard and bam, you have a really nice deviled egg. So it serves as a really nice snack. Um, yeah. And, and sometimes my wife and I even do breakfast for dinner. You know, it's just like, you want to do something quick and convenient. Uh, you don't want to have something that's too super heavy. So we'll do some eggs and you can make eggs in many different ways, right? Um, sunny side up is wonderful. You can throw that with a side of greens or a side of other kind of protein. Um, you know, you can throw eggs on top of things. So I just think I wanted to do an episode specifically calling out eggs. Now I do also want to say like all foods, some people have food allergies to eggs and it's typically the proteins in foods that cause food allergies for us. So people who may have a sensitivity to the dairy proteins. Some people have sensitivity to egg proteins. And I want you to be aware that if you do have a sensitivity to eggs, even though they look great on paper and the research supports that they're very good for you, you probably shouldn't have them. And this is a kind of comment that goes for all foods. I want you to pay attention when you eat certain foods, do you experience any of these symptoms? Stomach pain, gas or bloating, or particularly stuffiness of your nose, itchiness of your eyes. These are indications that your body is having a histamine or an allergic response to a particular protein that it that thinks is foreign. So if eggs are something that you feel like you don't feel great afterwards, or you feel any scratchy, itchy, then don't eat that food. And that goes for pretty much all foods. So I think there's a small percentage of people who don't do well with eggs, but a large percentage of people do do well with eggs. And I want to hopefully lay to rest some of the facts that eggs are going to be bad for your heart. In fact, I think they're very beneficial for your heart with the lipoproteins. The fact they improve that LDL particle size, they raise the HDL levels. Um, and pretty much a lot of the research that was based on the fact that saturated fat um, in a lot of this cholesterol is terrible for you is just kind of unfounded. Now, we also want to include the good plant-based foods in there awesome fruits like organic berries or dark green leafy vegetables, you know, the, the nice complex carbohydrates that we include in our perfect plates, like the sweet potato squashes and stuff like that. Those are all super important too. And eggs can be a part of that. So hope you found this food spotlight helpful. Uh, I think I want to do more of these in the future and kind of just highlight some of the foods that I love um, and maybe foods and some stuff that you might not know about. So maybe next I'll do an episode on uh, liver because I've been eating a lot more liver and organ meats, which I think is another underexplored area for many of us when it comes to nutrition. They're jam-packed with great food. So Thank you, my friend. I hope you found this informative as always. If you're one of our program members, we obviously have a lot of great egg recipes in your meal plan. I recommend you check some of those out. Um, if you haven't joined us yet, we have this amazing fit father and fit mother meal plan that will just like blow your mind and make nutrition so simple and enjoyable. So you can get that if you join our programs. I appreciate you tuning in and being part of our community. I'll see you on future episodes and I'll talk to you very soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash Fit Father Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.